What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Volleyball Source Podcast. It is Thursday, May 27th. My name is Everett Delorme. Today, I am joined by Stéphane Choi out in Montreal. Stéphane, how are you today? I'm great. I'm great. Uh, the sun's out. <laughs> it's great to be in Montreal right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're, we're both locked down, but it's easing up. It's, it's, it's slowly getting better uh, for both of us. And today, we are here to talk about uh, the Volleyball Nations League Team Canada's women's team has started off their first ever excursion in the VNL. Off to a bit of a rough start. Not that it wasn't a little predictable, you know, uh, with the the with the uh, the schedule that they had uh, starting off. But zero and three to start the the, the VNL is uh, Team Canada's women's team losing three one to Brazil um, in the first match, three nothing to the USA, and then three one today against the Dominican Republic. Stefan, what are your initial thoughts and feelings about how Team Canada's played so far in the Volleyball Nations League? Well, uh, with the you know the professional year we just had, I was I was really excited. I was really excited with uh, you know our, our both of our middles playing in Turkey, Alexa Gray in, in Italy, you know. Uh Kiro was out in Poland. Mm-hmm. So I was really excited uh to tell you the truth uh, I, I was expecting a little bit more but uh seeing alexa gray out for the first match and also being a lib on the the, the two other matches it sort of shows uh that we, we were missing a little bit of firepower so that that's that right but uh, uh kira van reek showed up uh, it was really exciting to see the the power that she was able to uh, produce against uh, these top teams of in, in the world, right? And uh, you can clearly see between the the hits that Kira was doing versus, let's say, Hillary Howe that has no pro experience whatsoever, right? Um, that sh- she knew what it t- it took to to score points, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Kira Van Rijk, she is a little bit more experienced now. She's been on the national team for a few years. She's played, you know, world championships. She's played Olympic qualifi- qualification. Now she's played a Champions League as well. She's played in Italy. She's played in Poland. Like she has that experience, and she's really starting to establish herself uh, as, you know, one of the top scorers and point getters in the world. I mean, right now she's sitting in fifth uh, after a monstrous perform- performance today of, of 25 points. But you know what? You're absolutely right. Definitely missing Alexa Gray so far. Not having arguably your best player on the court you know, is, is always going to be a huge loss. But a step, especially for Canada, since we're so young so far, and there's definitely a, a lack a lack of depth a little bit. Let's let's start with the uh, the, the Brazil game. Uh, the Brazil game was, was the first one, and, I mean, we kind of shocked the world a little bit by coming out and winning the first set. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think uh, I wouldn't say that Brazil took it easy because they they can't they, they still came out full out with their <laughs> with their, their full starting lineup their full everyone starting was there. lineup right <laughs> yeah exactly and um you know very often you would see in a major tournament uh, a new player coming into the for a country into the league and you know he displays his talent and he becomes sort of the talk of uh, the athlete becomes the talk of the of, of the tournament I think that's a little bit uh, sort of what happened in the first set. Like they, they didn't know, they didn't have any information or no scouting on these athletes. I'm talking about the Andrea Mitrovic and uh, Hilary Howe, especially, right? So uh, they, did, they didn't know how to quite handle them at, at first. And that's, that's how they, Canada sort of sneaked in that win. Uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not taking off any, any credit off the team. You know, they hustled big time to get that win, but, uh, we, we, we saw what happened in the second set and Brazil settled in. They said they, they, they knew what was happening. They, they saw the tendencies, the offensive options of Canada, and then they, they went to work, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the set scores 25, 23 in favor of Canada. Then it was all Brazil after that 25, 11, 25 and 9 and 25 14 and you know what 
Despite those set scores, though, I really do think that this was hands down the best performance by Canada um, so far th- this tournament. It was that that first one against Brazil was was just so so strong. And I mean, uh, I, I've I've gone through the highlights and and not only the highlights, but I've gone through the entire game uh, of of that one specifically, and it was very clear um, how um, Brazil just turned it on in set yep. number two right they were they were kind of feeling things out Canada had a lot of emotions going they were very fiery they were battling and they just kind of had nothing to lose but in in sets in set number two it was really just Brazil putting on the pressure and that's really when we started yep. to see how uh, Canada's offense was just not able to get the job done other than Kira Van Rijk you know we weren't it was it was really hard for us to score points, and that's kind of been a theme so far. That other than Kira, everyone else has had a hard time scoring points uh, against some of these powerhouse house teams so far, and that's that's exactly what we see what we saw from Brazil. I have the stats up here, and you know what? Statistically, like I think we hung hung with them. Other than our errors, where we had twenty seven errors compared to their nine, obviously that's going to be massive. A lot of those have to do with kind of serve receive errors. Serve serve receive has been a huge issue so far for this team, and it was really like that number one issue so far. But uh, forty four uh, kills to Brazil's uh, forty nine. They out blocked us like mad though, nineteen to five, three aces uh, to one. Errors, uh, obviously, as as I said, 27 for Canada, only 9 for Brazil. But looking on the defensive side of things, 48 digs by Team Canada in that one, right? It was a really, really good d- defensive output, but just not able to kind of put it all together just yet. Exactly. I, uh, I think most of the, the blocks and the errors, you know, it's, it's all about our, our side-out offense, right? Uh, a lot more than uh, our transition offense. Uh, how many digs did you just say that? Uh, 49, I believe. I mean, 49 digs, which means, you know, 48. in transition, we're not, it's not uh, a major problem right now. It's really just a side out. Right? I, I I would disagree there because I think we're doing a really good job. Well, not so much in, the, in this past game. I thought our defense really struggled uh, against both the U.S. and uh, and Dominican Republic. But, I'm finding that we're having, we're finding, seeing a lot of errors in in transition, and that we're making that initial dig, but then it's that out of system set that that we're that we're messing up, or it's that you know transition from set to attack that it's just not coming out clean. We're making good digs, but then we're just throwing it back over either with a tip. So there's been a lot of tips, a lot of off speed shot. We have very rarely seen the offense just kind of take a good chew at the ball. Um, and then, yeah, the, I think that the setting has also been uh, a little bit questionable, especially in transition. Like, not entirely sure, you know, if it's just due to the fact that the team hasn't really played uh, together all that much. But there's definitely a few things missing there so far. Yeah, for sure, I, I agree. But uh, as a like, you know, coaching perspective, <laughs> I have to I have to tackle absolutely the side out offense. Uh, that was 15, 15 blocks. You said Brazil marked up on 19 us? blocks, 19, sorry, 19 blocks. And we, we clearly had some passing difficulties also. So, you know, just, just grabbing possession of the, of the serve is, is a, is we're having a rough time to just grab on just grabbing a position as a serve. So, you know, whatever's transition, you know, it's it's second level in terms of uh, of problems for for Team Canada right now, if you ask me. Yeah, I mean five only five attempts. I'm not actually okay. No, sorry, thirteen uh, thirteen attempts for uh, Jen Cross and twenty one attempts for uh, Emily Maglio in the middle, but not really coming out uh, on the other side w- w- with those ones. It's been. That especially that first game, it seemed like Brazil's block was just all over us. Especially like as as that that game uh, moved on, and it's clear that I'm not sure if our offense just isn't varied enough, or they just kind of know exactly what what's going to be happening. Right? If it's not going to Kira, then it's going to going to the one one of the middles. Um, but just it's it's been a struggle for Canada to, to score points so far. Yeah, and I think it's a. Uh... It's it's pretty hard uh, for Shannon with the, with the roster, uh, given that the Alexa Gray has a, a slight a slight injury. Um, but with the roster, you know, this 
just I, I've been looking through. There's some there's some of them that I haven't seen play pro much either. So it's well, they're I, they're pretty much all newbies, right? It's uh, it's fresh. Fresh meat into the VNL straight up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, other than Alexa Gray, you know, Caroline Livingston has played a little bit. She played in France and at Mougin this year. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, uh, Hillary Howe was playing for Trinity Western th this past year. She was still training with him. Uh, exactly. Andrea Mitrovic was at uh, Arizona State up until December, and then she played the, the second half of the season in Romania. Right. So, you know what? I, I, I didn't really mind seeing the fact that it was uh, Andrea Mitrovic and Hillary Howe starting on the left side, because let's be honest, it's kind of between the two of them to figure out yeah. who's going to be that OH2 spot behind Alexa Gray. And totally I, agree. right now, um, as you know, Stefan mentioned, uh, Alexa Gray is dealing with a bit of a bit of an injury. So that's why we're seeing her uh, in the libero spot. Uh, so far, we we, she was dressed in libero with the first match, although Cassie Bouillon, um got the start. And you know what? I didn't think that Bouillon did a bad job. I think uh, in serve receive, there was definitely some holes. And serve receive was really what dra dragged us down in, in, the, in the first match against Brazil. But she made a few great plays defensively. I, I guess another area that wasn't the greatest for her was her out-of-system setting. And making sure that, you know, especially like I want my libero and I'm sure you're the same way as a coach. Like I want my libero to be able to take control of that ball. If ever my my setter takes that first ball or can't get to it, I want yeah. my libero to be that that next one run the offense for. And Cassie Bouillon just wasn't doing that. Um, but but I believe that's where, uh, you know, especially when you were talking about the, the trans transition offense, it. It was a lot of the decision making. We felt a lot of hesitation, right? Mm -hmm. And we felt it a lot with the with Brian on yeah. the, that game against Brazil. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? I've I've uh, admittedly de developed a bit of a um, of a volleyball crush on the American libero uh, Wong Orantes. Watching her play, like she is the perfect backcourt general. She talks. She gestures, she covers, like she is all over the court at all times. And you know what? Like I, the more I watch her, the more, the more I love, the more I watch her, the more I love her. Like really like if we could have a libero like that, that would be outstanding. But you know what? I, I did see a lot of good things from Cassie Bouillon in, in that first match that, you know, I, I, I was hopeful that we were going to see more from her. We haven't really seen seen more from her since. It's been more so Alexa Gray in in the libero position. But you know what? Like a after that first match against Brazil, I was texting a few of the, uh, uh, of the girls, messaging them on on Instagram and whatnot. It seemed like their spirits were pretty high up. They went toe to toe with Brazil, right? They went with the number one, number three team in the world, and they they really went after it. I found that their tenacity, like the team Canada's tenacity, and you know, their resilience in that match was really kind of what pushed them. And I mean, even though like the third set was a little rough for errors and so so much in the also in the fourth set, but the fourth set, like they were pushing back. It was it was a much better score until about halfway. Yeah. Um, and I think that there's a lot of good positives there. There's a lot of rubble to be suft sifted through. And I think serve receive is is kind of the f biggest focus there. But there was a lot of good things. Unfortunately, though, I don't think we've really seen it come through as much in in the other matches it that was kind of the high point so far and it, it's kind of gone down since then well i i can i can clearly still feel that they're they're ready to go at it you know for every match uh i i think the match today though i i could certainly feel maybe some a, a little bit of friction sometimes you know not not necessarily between players but just the expression that they have on their faces, right? So it was like a little. Maybe, it was a little defeated, wasn't it? You know, like it was a discontent of what just happened. Mm -hmm. And you know, I'm pretty sure they know that they they could have done better. You know. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Before we before we talk about today's match, let's 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 uh, jump back to yesterday's match against the U.S. Yes, and that one was. I mean, other than the first set where we were leading, I mean, at one point it was 21-16. And I was like, what is like, what is this team going on here? But uh, unfortunately, that's kind of when Karch took that timeout and Karch was just like, hey, look, 
Number three, Van Rijk, if we stop her, we stop them. And I mean, that was that was the case of it, right? She had 13 points. The next uh, highest person was uh, Howe and Maglio and one over, I think it was Mitrovic. Or no, sorry, uh, Shina Joseph with four, right? So the three of them, the three scorers tied for uh, second best scoring on the team didn't combine, didn't score as many as Kira Van Rijk and still 13 points over um, yeah. over three sets isn't, isn't the greatest, you know, especially when, when no one's doing anything, but the USA just kind of turned it on and it was a business trip for them. It was let, let's keep getting the, the, the wheels in motion and let's keep going, taking it 26, 24, 25, 15 and 25, 10. They were just all over us. It felt like we couldn't score against them. Serving wasn't necessarily, they weren't acing off us off the court the way Dominican Republic did today, but we just couldn't score against them. It, it, it was a little rough to, at times to watch. Yeah, U, USA's uh, block defense is very disciplined, right? Very disciplined. And, you know, they, they'll always, so far with the three matches of USA, they will always have two or three key veteran players on the court sort of directing everything. And um, you can, we can clearly feel that the the offense of Canada was, wasn't, uh, how do we say? It wasn't great. There, there was not, there, there wasn't enough, uh, variances, right? Like, yeah. uh, yeah, there, there, without Alexa Gray, Kira Van Riek is the only offensive threat. Yeah, absolutely. Only 29 kills for team Canada in that match. 48 for the United States, 10 blocks for the USA compared to our two, Four aces compared to, compared to none on our size side. Only fourteen errors for Team Canada, which in that one, which which I think is a win, limiting our errors to only fourteen. They they made more errors than us, but on the other side of the ball, only fifteen digs to go from forty eight to fifteen. That's that's a huge difference in in defense um, for Team Canada from game one to game two. I think. Uh... MVP of that that match was for USA was Drews. I think she was just drilling us uh, nonstop, and uh, we wouldn't have we didn't have no answer against her at yeah. all. Tw- Twenty points for Drews on on the night. Thirteen for 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 Kira Van Rijk. So definitely definitely a, a tough one there for Team Canada. Sixty. Uh, that's tough when you see that you know we had sixty seven receptions uh, that only re- like. You know, we were in service receive 67 times, and it only resulted in 29 kills. That is definitely something mm-hmm. that, that needs to be figured out. And, you know, to me, it, it wouldn't even be... One of the biggest issues I think I've had so far in watching is that it doesn't seem like in those trouble scenarios that there's a game plan, right? Or, like, in, in a free ball situation, are we giving it to the the the... the the setter, right? Are we putting it deep in one? Are we trying to take the setter out? Are we trying to take out the pipe? It seems like in free ball situations, we're just kind of dumping it back over, getting set up to, for blocking, but there's no plan past that. You know, I would yeah. definitely like to see some sort of intent to be like, how, you know, what are we, we've already determined that, that, hey, we're not getting anything out of this play. How do we set up that next play? And that's really one of the biggest things that I, I haven't seen. Um, from from Team Canada and defensively, and then kind of going back to to what you said before uh, in transition is that there's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of, as we said, two people going for the ball. You know, where are we setting it out of system? So uh, there's definitely a few things that need to be figured out so far for for Team Canada. And you know what? It was a tough one watching against the USA because they truly just steamrolled us. It was tough to be in the chat on the Discord uh, yesterday because the American Absolutely. guys <laughs> were going after us hard and like for good for for good reason, you know. Um, moving on to today's match, and, and as I mentioned before, uh, I I was I, I'm a little bit disappointed from from today's. I, I don't want to call it effort. Because I, I would never accuse, you know, the, the team of, of not trying hard or not wanting it enough and stuff like that. But I definitely think that that was a bit of an opportunity wasted, right? The Dominican Republic had also gone 0-6 in, in sets against the exact same teams, right? Losing 3-0 to the yeah. USA on uh, on Tuesday, then... No, yeah, on losing 3-0 to the USA on Tuesday, then 3-0 to Brazil uh, yesterday. Um, but it seemed like right out of the gate that... The Dominican Republic believed that they could beat us, and 
that Canada is still trying to figure out if they can play with the big boys or the big the big women, I should say. That does, yeah. that doesn't sound right though. The big women, no. Like let's let's just cross all of what I just said off. Big oh, players, oh, the big players. Exactly, the big players, the big, the big players. athletes. Yeah. No, it's certainly uh against a Republic, uh, Dominican Republic. I was I was sort of I was sort of hoping that uh, we would maybe outlast them in, in, in tenacity. You know what I mean? Same. I, I, like I we would go in four and five. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? And and even when we went down O two, I kind of had that feeling that like, you know what? Maybe that's not the worst thing. Like maybe we can battle back here. And I mean, we saw it. It, it happened late in that third set, but we were able to take it. Like yeah. come back late, take it thirty to twenty eight. It was a bit of a battle back and forth. Um, but in that fifth set, like once again, 13 aces for the Dominican Republic this time around and 32 errors for Team Canada right there in itself. That's 45, 45 points for Dominican Republic. That's that's almost half of the points they scored in the match. Exactly. So I would say in, in the the fourth set, it, it sort of felt like the second set against USA, the second set against Brazil. It's like, okay, fine. We... We're, we're we're getting to know you. Uh, we know what your what your offensive options are, and uh, Kira Van Rijk is clearly your go-to, right? And so they just assembled a, a plan against us to to stop Kira, and that's that's where that's where we we get we hit a wall, mm-hmm. right? So it's either a change in our lineup to allow us to have more more options, or as I said. You know, I think I think Kira would have loved to have just a little bit of a push help in production from somebody else. Yeah. You know? No, I, I absolutely agree. Looking at the stats right now for Team Canada, twenty five points for Kira Van Wright today. So far, her highest of 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 the tournament. So big match from her. But then it really drops off after that. Twelve for Emily Maglio, ten for Hillary Howe, and just that production just isn't coming from the other hitters. Um, exactly. at all, especially on that left side of the court. We did see Andrea Mitrovic uh, get the start again. However, right into the set number two, they had switched up. Shina Joseph was now uh, on the right side. Kira Van Rijk on, on the left side. And that helped a little bit, arguably. I'm not entirely sure how much it helped, but it's, there's, there's, I mean, I, I think the two are, are, kind of related we've we've already mentioned it though serve receive and offense have really been the things that have struggled so far for team canada yeah it's it's, it's a very hard situation i think uh, both of our our former libs uh, during the covid period they, they didn't actually have any contracts uh, overseas and uh, then they, they took their retirement so it's a very hard spot for uh, the, the the women's national team right now in terms of passing, and I think that's that's why they had to resort to yeah, Alexa Gray being a lib. Yeah, I mean, it, also like Alexa, just her experience, like she's one of the most experienced athletes on 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 the roster. I think she's actually low key one of the best passers on the roster too. Like when she she could come in and really solidify that that service even. Um, that's why, you know what, if we're going to talk about that, that's why I'm kind of wondering why aren't we playing Bouillon more? You know what? Like if this is going to be a learning experience, why not her, let her, her, her learn more? Why are we, you know what, if, if Alexa's injured, why not just keep her on the bench, let her rest up, not even dress her, you know, and just let Bouillon and maybe Kennedy Snape get in there and, and kind of figure it out. As I said, I didn't think Bouillon did a terrible job. We mentioned that the two areas that she really struggled in, serve, receive, and out-of-system setting, like Alexa is hands down better than that. Alexa's ability to set that that, that out-of-system ball is, is, is so strong. But, you know, like, why not let uh, a libero kind of figure it out and let Alexa take a seat and, and get some rest? Like, she could definitely use it after this season that she just had at Busto, playing a lot of minutes um, and going deep, uh, doing a deep Champions League run. But... Um, you know what? That's 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 definitely one of my questions, or what would it be my one one of my questions for head coach Shannon Windsor is that why aren't we using utilizing that second libero more? And even in like like you can switch off liberos, like if if um, 
you know, if Alexa Gray is better in serve receive, okay, in serve receive scenarios, let's keep her in there. But when we're serving, why not throw Cassie Bouillon in there and maybe keep a, a player or two alive? Yeah, absolutely. The, 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 uh, we're allowed to put the two libs on the on the on the, on the lineup, I'm, right? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. Like the still, like, Bouillon is is on the lineup. She's she's on the roster. I'm and I'm I don't remember hearing any rules that we weren't allowed to do the the two sub uh, libero thing. But I mean, like, why not? Right? Like, let's get her in there. Let's get her some game some gameplay. And because right now, like, it's just we can't. Like we have a lot of girls who aren't up to that level of, of speed, right? And that's what they're going to yeah. learn over the the course of this VNL. Like I, there's there's no doubt in my mind that the serve receive and and their like pace of play is going to be much better once we get to the end of this. But let's why are we trying to ride our starters now? Why not let some of the young girls get in there and 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 get some more minutes? I think it's like a mix, a mix of both situations where like. We need we need a a, lear, a great learning experience, but to create that great good learning experience, you need these veterans to still be on the court to to show them how, right? And also to give the proper opportunities, because if the quality of the play uh, of the, the the lineup isn't good enough to to offer the learning experience, well then we just get smacked uh, under ten percent and uh, the. They won't be an actual learning experience or good quality learning experience that that's available for for the players, right? Um, in in terms of uh, top experience, right? We got Alexa Gray and Kira Van Riek who played in the um, Champions League, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I mean Jen, Jen I, I would definitely like Jen Cross has has been there. She's seen it all. Like she's played multiple Champions League. She's played in multiple leagues yeah. across around the world. She won a CEV Cup this year with with Yesel Yurt. Same thing with with Emily Maglio. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm. It, it definitely seems like the quality uh, really drops off after that. But I mean, we're getting like we're getting kind of you know shit kicked in in some scenarios why not just throw some some kids in and just see how they do like it, you know out of the fire frying pan into the fire but i mean why not try it out right that's that's kind yeah. of that's kind of my view on all of this like there's no relegation we don't really need to worry about like you know like we are 18th in the world right now every other team in the vl now is ranked higher than us so let's just go out there and and try to figure some things out i th- i think you know, switching it around from one lineup to uh, from one set to another, I I would I would enjoy seeing that. I would enjoy seeing that for sure. You know, uh, putting in possibly um, the 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 fifth. I think the fifth uh, left side we have. Uh, what's his name? Jane Austen Parker. Yeah, pa- Parker uh, Parker Austin. She did she did get in uh, a little bit against the states. Um, but yeah, like we just we've seen a little bit of Caroline Livingston as well. She's come in for some serving subs and 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 come in to play back row and and stuff like that at times for Andrea Mitrovic. But yeah, it does seem like we're just kind of sticking with our top players and kind of running with them. And I mean, like, hey, if the roster's not there, why not try it out? Maybe that'll be done kind of against the lesser teams. It's it's a it's a big ask to ask, you know, uh, Parker Parker Austin, who you know just finished up at North Carolina, has never played internationally before to step in against teams like USA, Brazil, and Dominican Republic. Yeah, for sure. But I think everybody's uh, a little bit in the same situation, right? As much Hillary Howe, uh, same thing for Mitrovic. I mean, Mitrovic and, and Howe have both been on the roster a little bit before, but yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. I do, I do will have to say, though, I've really, really enjoyed what I've seen from Hillary Howe so far. Um, I know that there's a lot of holes there, uh, especially in serve receive, um, trying to figure out how to make certain adjustments uh, offensively. Like she's going to be an undersized outside for sure. uh, And in the international game, but there's been some flashes of brilliance so far from Hillary Howe that really excite me. And, and so far, uh, I would definitely slot her in uh, of that OH2 position. And I've had actually some fans contact me on Instagram and say, you know, kind of the same thing that they're really feeling the energy from Hillary Howe so far. Well, the, the, the small comparison I, I can, I can make between her and Mitrovic, like right off the bat is that, uh, Howe seems to be 
uh, really go- gunning it when she can, when she feels that the opportunity is there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think uh, yesterday against USA, Mitrovic had this uh, a moment where she could have just wiped off the block by gunning it, you know, going off the left side. And uh, I believe she got subbed out because she went soft on it. And she, she, well, not because she got soft on it, but she got subbed out right after Shannon wanted to have a talk with her. And I, I believe that you would have just switched that around with Hillary at that same situation. She would have went on it. Right. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree from in those. If when you're looking at those two players, I think we're seeing uh, Andrea, like looking at stat, like her, her attacking stat line right now against the States, 21 attempts in total. 16 continues, right? Three points and two errors. So that tells me that she's, and I mean, also, I, I watched the match. So sh- to me, she's just not being aggressive. And a lot of it is just tips yeah. tips over, e- easy ball, balls over. And I mean, this isn't the NCAA anymore. This is the Nations League where you got to take a chew at the ball. And I mean, that's kind of surprising to me for, from uh, Andrea Mitrovic because I know when she joined the team a couple of years ago, all or more than a couple of years ago now, thanks COVID, uh, a few years ago now that, you know, all the girls on the team were telling me like, hey man, this girl, she can pound the ball. She can swing, right? And we just haven't really seen her like a few flashes, but you know what? Her lack of offensive output for me really doesn't, it doesn't balance it out, especially with how lukewarm at best that she's been in, in serve receive so far. Yeah, for, for sure. All there, there's probably a couple of those continues that's uh, due to the to the passing quality for sure. Hundred percent. Yeah. But we, we can clearly see the, the a difference in terms of uh, how aggressive that they're they're hitting with Mitrovic and how you can clearly see it. Yeah, absolutely. How had a pretty decent day today. Uh, nine kills on twenty five attempts. 13 continues and only, and only three errors. Uh, I, I thought that she played pretty well today, you know, and, and I was and I was happy with, with with what I've seen from her. It's just really in serve receive. Like, she's just been getting aced quite a few times. In offense, from from where she's coming from, right off uh, Trinity, that's some, uh, that's some pretty good... Uh, some pretty good money ball sets right there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There was there was one set today where she got a one on o. Like Bree King had her set up perfectly. Both both the middle and the right side went up with with the the middle, and there was a one on o for uh, Hillary Howe. But definitely, we've the best performance we saw so far from Hillary was definitely on uh, on Tuesday against Brazil. Yeah, that that must uh, for the coaching staff that must be. That must be very interesting going for for next week. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be interesting as well. I'm not entirely sure what they're going to go. I would like to see them switch it up. I just don't really know how. Maybe we'll see like maybe we'll see Kim Rabitai, uh get in there a little bit at, at setter. Offensively, I don't really know who else we could go to down in the middle. I think you know there's Jasmine White that we could go to. Alicia Ogums, maybe even see Lane Van Buskirk uh, get in, who had a, a fantastic year in France, but. You know, on, on the left side, I don't really know if there's much depth there to, to go to anyone else. Yeah, we saw Caroline uh, Livingston yep. pop in a couple times. But uh, I think I think she's having as much trouble as uh, everybody else in, in, in uh, the service eve. Mm-hmm. And uh, when it comes to offense, we saw it the, the three days. Hillary Howe took that spot in three days. I'm pretty sure they've made their decision on that when yeah. it comes to that. Well, I mean, maybe not their decision yet. I mean, I think it's a long tournament, but I definitely think I've oh, made... Only based on offense, I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, right? okay. Yeah, only you're... only based on offense. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of offense, uh, I've got the uh, scoring leaders here right up. Uh, Kira, Kira Van Wright currently in seventh in scoring with 51 points uh, so far through, th- through three matches. So that's great stat line for her. Not only for her, for the team also. Yeah, you're right. You know, having having a somebody placed at seven in the in the scoring scoring leaders. And unfortunately, no one else in the top. I'm guessing 25 here. They don't say like what number you're ranked. Come on, come on, FIVB. Let's figure it out. But you know, when you're looking at a team like Serbia, Serbia's got the second or third and fourth. 
um, most attackers. Turkey's got a few in the top 10. There's a bunch of them on, on Japan out here. So definitely need to see some someone else step up offensively. Obviously, normally it would be Alexa Gray, but that's just not ha- happening right now. Um, um, for Team Canada. I think Hillary Howe, I think we're going to see Hillary Howe get better as this event progresses. I would like to see a little bit more sets to, to China. You China think so? Joseph. Just a little bit more. Three, four sets more per set. Just just to, to let her get the feel of it. I, I think she can contribute. I, I'm positive on that. She had the third most amount of attempts today. Um, Kier Van Rijk had 47, which is gnarly. Hillary Howe at 25. Shina had 21. Four kills, two errors, 15 continues. So not the greatest stat line from Shina Joseph. Uh, I won't lie. I've been a little bit underwhelmed by her. Not disappointed, but I expect more from Shina Joseph. But maybe that's just because I'm, I'm a homer and, you know, she's a good old Mavs girl and I'm always going to, I'm always going to have love for Shina Joseph. Absolutely. Yeah. Just... Like, you know what, like if I'd like to see her make a bit more of an impact on the game, whether it's her blocking, whether it's her, her defense or something. But right now it's just she's just not floating, but she's just kind of staying in in in, in the medium stream for for Team Canada. And if we were going to have Kira on the left hand on the left or, you know, what, like if Kira's going to ever going to take a breather in this tournament, which is going to be she has to right, 15 games in, thir- in 30 days, like she's going to need some rest like. We're gonna need China to 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 take a bigger chunk of of that offense. Absolutely, that's that's where I see that we can maybe get her ready for it a little bit more by giving her more opportunities. Yeah, uh, let's look at here. Let's just take a quick look at the the overall standings real quick, just to get you guys in the loop. Uh, Japan, surprisingly enough, leading the way. They won their pool if you will they kind of they they stuck to the old the the typical nations league schedule where you have the pools of four all four teams um play each other and then you move along but they've done it very continental wise so obviously canada was in the americas pool alongside brazil uh usa dominican republic just like we would normally start the year with a pan am cup um you know the other the there was the two uh, European pools and then there was the Asian pools with with Japan, China, Korea, and Thailand. But Japan, surprisingly enough, coming out on top with you know a, a perfect uh, a perfect uh, nine points in that one, including a big win over rivals China. Yeah, well, there's Korea that suffered a a blow in their roster recently. I, I believe it was uh, caused by uh, some historical bullying or something yeah that was that was a little bit interesting right you know they're they're um yeah that that one is an interesting one if, if you don't know basically there are two star twins uh who play for korea have been kicked off the national team for bullying that happened in middle school uh but it's it's apparently it's a it's a I wouldn't call it a pandemic, given what we're going through right now in the world, but it's an issue in all of Korean sports and that, you know, that, that we've seen these kind of suspensions happen across Korean sports and in multiple multiple sports. But yeah, Korea um, struggling a little bit against both China and Japan, and that's generally a pretty pretty strong team. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Looking just looking at, at looking at the standings here it goes Japan one, USA two, Turkey three. Um, those are the only three teams that went three and zero: Netherlands, Brazil, China, Russia, and Germany, all sitting at two and one. Then Serbia, South Korea, Dominican Republic, and Poland, all with one win. Then Italy, Belgium, Canada, and Thailand. Belgium actually uh, had a close one. They had Russia on the ropes the other day, up two zero, uh, and unfortunately couldn't close at home but that's why they've got that one point canada and thailand sitting in last place neither of them have any points but canada does have two sets wins so that's more than thailand thailand can say yeah i believe uh, turkey had a had a close call with the uh, serbia also in their pool let's see here um oh yeah that was on the first day i actually watched that on match. the first day especially exactly. since serbia's team like they're 
you know, there's no Maya Obadonovich, there's no uh, Tiana Boscovich. Like it's not the, it's not their team. It's kind of it's kind of the the Serbian B team. They went toe to toe with Turkey, and that's you know that's the full Turkish team. 16-14th, Turkey was able to pull that one out in the fifth, but it was a tight one. But I mean, it, it kind of woke the, woke them up since then as they went perfect three and zero against Italy, and then just absolutely walking through Poland today, taking that one three one. Uh, I'm not sure if uh, well, no. It's positive that the the, the coach of Turkey, you know, uh, Giovanni Gidetti, he wasn't expecting to go all the all the way to five sets. But uh, I saw him putting not necessarily putting his starters at the beginning, and he would sort of switch it up in set, and from set to set, people were moving around. So. It was the first first match of the tournament. He wa- I guess he wanted to establish uh, uh, certain things with cer- some some of his players or something. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I'm just looking at the the box score here for that one. And uh, you, oh, never mind. I'm on Turk. I'm on South Korea and China. So where is that one? Oh, it's Turkey, Serbia here. Let's see. Let's see who they had had in this one for Turkey. Oh yeah, a lot of different players scoring in this one. Three different players in double digits for 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 uh, Turkey earlier on. I think that they're going to be a, da- a dangerous team, and I'm pretty sure. Let's let's look into this one. Yeah, Canada has Turkey next after the three days off. May 31st. That's the next time that they have Turkey. I, th- I think it's the first. It's the first match the, the next week, right? Yeah, yeah. Next week, um, 31st. What day is that going to be? I guess that's Monday. Um, yep. On Monday, they've got Turkey at 10 a.m. Tuesday, they've got China at 10 a.m. And then on Wednesday, they have Germany at 7 a.m. Another tough three matches for Team Canada looking forward. That one's going to be that that's going to be interesting. I think. You know what? I was really hoping that Canada was going to be able to pull out a, a win against the Dominican Republic so that we could get a win in the first half of this tournament. But, you know, already my uh, my prediction that I, on the podcast that I did with uh, with Chris Elek of 6-9 for Team Canada at this VNL is already looking a little bit shaky. Yeah, I, rem- I remember I was watching that. And I, I, I was, you guys pumped me up. I was excited. <laughs> you know what? I I'm I'm not gonna say I'm not still excited. I'm definitely still excited. Oh, but it's yeah, for sure. Definitely come back down to earth a little bit in terms of just, you know, do we have do we have enough? And I I do think here's the thing. I, I think we have enough. I I think that the athletes are there. I think that there's plenty of talent on this roster. But it's just about getting to speed. You know, it's just about getting to speed of what it's like to play at, at the Nations League. And I mean, we saw this with the men's team again uh, as well a decade ago, literally. But yeah. it's it's about how do we, learning how to play against the, the top teams. And I mean, even Kira Van Rijk is, is seeing that playing professionally and playing internationally is two very different things. Um, and I think that we're going to see Team Canada kind of really go through it a little bit here, but... I mean, as as we talked about, and as I talked about in that first um, in the first podcast, the end of this tournament looks way easier for Team Canada in terms of who they're playing, and I think that at that point they're they're going to have much more experience underneath their belt, and they're going to be able to handle it a little bit more. Yeah, I feel I feel the period that the if if we're really comparing with the 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 rise of the men's, you know, early early two thousand tens, right? It, there was a period where even with the men's, they were just so focused on executing. It, it, it felt, it felt almost robotic, let's say, Yeah. you know, and mm-hmm. I feel that that's pretty much at the same point where they're at and, and they're not processing the, the whole game t- all together yet. Yeah. Right. I, I do think that like, I think consistency for me is really one of the biggest things because you see those flashes of brilliance where they're they're competing and they're processing and they're playing at the same pace as the biggest teams in the world and then the very next play it just kind of all shuts off and then there's an ace or a silly error or there's two players going for 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 the same ball 
But we're seeing those flashes of brilliance, uh, especially the way that they answered late in that match against Brazil. I think that there's a lot of positives to be taken from that. But as I mentioned, I think I just wish that there was more, that we saw more against the Dominican Republic. I believe uh, at the middle of the VNL bubble, they're going to allow like a, a second batch, depending on what, what the national team has. But the, We got nothing. Uh, we, we're going to go all out with this roster uh, from uh, A to Z, all five weeks. Yeah, I, I don't think there's anything there's anything else uh, from this roster. You know, the only people that I can really think of is like Danielle Brisebois. And I mean, like, I, it's too bad that Danielle Brisebois has already like retired. A few years ago now, she retired from the national team. But I mean, she led the German Bundesliga in scoring. And we could definitely use a player like Brisebois right now. Kelsey Veltman is another one that comes to mind. She led the Bundesliga in blocking. Yeah. Uh, this year uh, in the middle, and she also uh, opted out of the national team. And I mean, that's a completely understandable move, given how much like it, it takes over your life. You go straight from national or stay from straight from pro to the national team, national team back to pro, and it's just that continuous cycle. So, you know, there's no shade to either of those two athletes for wanting to have a bit of a summer and a bit of a life before they go back and play professionally. But damn, could we use them right now? Absolutely. Kelsey Veltman was uh, one I was thinking about. Daniel Breeze was, uh, she's one I forgot about. I, I believe she played with the one of the middles, right? Uh, Jasmine White? Yep, yep. Her and Jasmine White they, played, they, it, played at they Billsby They both Berg. played in the same pro league, uh, team uh, this past year, right? Yeah, they were both at, at Billsbyberg today. And you know what? I, another athlete that I was thinking of, and I know that she was thinking of playing too because we were texting during the games, was uh, just newly retired uh, and former captain, uh, Kyla Ritchie. Um, and she's starting her own new winery out in, in the Valley along with her husband, Rudy Verhoof, Valley Commons. Big shout out to them. Uh, actually, I've got a podcast coming up with, with Kyla. Her and I are going to be talking on, on Sunday. But she was telling me during the American game that she was having some FOMO. And I was definitely thinking about like, man, like if we, if we, had, if we had Kyla Ritchie right now, things might be a different story. Just that, that calming presence. She's real strong and serve receive. Or, you know, Autumn Bailey too. But I mean, she, she's injured. But... You know what? I, I think that Team Canada is just going to have to figure out how to make things work with the roster that they have now. And I know it's going to be ugly early on, but I think that they can do it kind of moving on throughout the tournament. I feel pretty confident about that too. Yeah. Uh, like uh, Team Canada from week one to week week four and five, completely different. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? I, I definitely think that these games are going to be ones to remember against the USA and Dominican, Rep Dominican Republic specifically because we're going to see those teams again later in the year at the Norseka Championships. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm storing the memory of these games. I'm interested to see how we progress, especially against the Dominican Republic, because I think that by the end of the season and... You know, like this is we we're seeing it. Like this is the end of this of this Dominican Dominican roster. You know, Rivera and De, De La Cruz, and you know, just the entire roster. Like they've been so dominant all throughout the the twenty tens. Very much, like even more so than the Canadian men's roster, has yeah. they've been very present and very relevant in women's volleyball internationally. And I think that this is kind of going to be the, kind of the closing of that chapter. And I really think that Team Canada is going to you know, find a way to come out on top at the end of it, but it's going to take some work over the course of this VNL. And so far it's, it's been difficult. It's, it's been difficult. I was very, very confident after the first one against Brazil. And I won't, I won't lie that confidence has kind of taken a hit since uh, losing the way we have to the USA and Dominican Republic. Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, I, I would say for the coaching staff, big challenge not only load management in terms of a uh, you know the, the the physicality but it's gonna be it's gonna be a challenge to to keep their everyone up to speed and going at it week per week yeah uh, absolutely i i definitely agree is there anything else you want to add anything else we didn't touch on here talked a little bit about the libs once again, I just I just feel that uh, we 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 could have we could have had some help from uh, our former lips that uh, were unable to continue. 
Yeah, it's it's really too bad that both Jesse Niles and Kristen Monks decided to uh, to retire when they did because I hundred percent agree. I definitely think that both of them, either of them, would have made a huge help. Uh, same thing with Kyle Ritchie. But at the same time, we gotta let bygones be bygones. We gotta accept the roster that we have now and move forward with it. And I still, you know, I still think that there's plenty of talent on this roster. But yeah, it's they're gonna take some some time and, and some work and let's be honest starting off against the world number three and then world number two is is not the easiest way to uh to start things off yeah the 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 excitement is clearly still there you know 100%. Uh, i i just i'm really hoping that canadian fans haven't haven't left that grasp on, on the team, you know, I want, I want, no, 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 you know, keep, keep watching them, keep watching them week per week. It's, it's, I mean, Hey, it, it's been years of struggling outside of the VNL. So struggling inside the VNL is way better than struggling outside, outside of the VNL. At least there's that opportunity to get better. Whereas, you know, exactly. uh, other times there's not, there's not. Even our veterans are newbies in this, in this league. hundred percent. Right? Absolutely. Good point. We got newbies into the pro and into the international scene. We got veterans newbies in the VNL. It's like, give them a chance. We'll see uh, week three, week four. Yeah. They're going to make it happen. I'm sure. Yeah. And I mean, we're talking about weeks here, but it's not weeks because it's only three days off in between, in between the games. So it's, uh, well, I guess, I guess it is next week. So they, they're going to be playing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So you're right. I'll, 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 I'll give it, I'll give you that one. All right, Stefan, thank you so much for joining me today, man. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Uh, I always enjoy talking about volleyball. And yeah, <laughs> so. I, I, I know you do. One of one of <laughs> one of the lifers. Um, where are you going to be coaching this year or next year? I, I guess. Uh, next year, uh, I just I just got a, a great opportunity. Uh, actually, I texted I texted the head coach to know if. Uh, if uh, I would be able to, to announce it, if ever you ask me a question, but uh, he wanted to keep it under wraps, but uh, uh, a great opportunity at a higher level that's uh, waiting for me okay. for 21, 22. All right. Well, you let Very us excited about it. You let us know when, when you get that, get that announcement. Absolutely. All right, guys. <laughs> well, uh, before we let you go, uh, just a quick reminder, um, Team Canada's men's team kicks off their VNL on Friday at noon against the USA. If you want friends to watch the game with, come join the Discord. Stefan's in the Discord. Yep. I, I'm in the Discord. We got literally like 150 people in the Discord just all you know, watching. People from all over the world. Yeah, which is it's, it's very interesting. It's great. There's a lot of chirping, um, a lot of memes. Stefan had a great meme the other day that uh, I would show it on this show on this show, but I was as I'll, I'll tell you this. I sh I sent it to Jen Cross of the the women's national team. She said yes, it was very funny, and that it was shared internally amongst the team. However, that I wasn't allowed to post it and share it. So that that does make sense, but. Um, if you do want to see the meme, I think, oh, it's not, on, it's not on your, if you want to see the meme, just come, come join the discord. Cause it's not on Stefan's Instagram anymore. It was a story, right? It wasn't a post. Yeah. 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 I, I felt sort of the same way, right? <laughs> it was, it was definitely, it was, it was good for the moment. It was good. It was good it was for good, the moment. It was good for the moment. Right. And it's all in good last because we believe in team Canada and, uh, yeah, but come join us on the discord. The link will be in the show notes uh, if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening to this on, on Spotify, uh, just head over to our website, click on the Discord logo, and you'll be able to, to come uh, join us. If you don't know what Discord is, I actually just kind of realized that people might not know what Discord is. It's basically just like a, like a, a chat room app um, that's mainly used for, for video games, um, and instead we just pro uh, appropriated it for volleyball. And uh, yeah, come hang out, and I'm—I guarantee you're going to learn something on the app about volleyball because I literally learn everything, something every day. All right. Well, Stefan, appreciate you coming on today, and uh, good luck with your ball game that you've gotten a little bit, and uh, we'll 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 chat soon. Thanks a lot, Everett. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a good one.